Yo! <laughs> Hi. Yo, yo! It's a five more juicy day. I hope you brought a glass, and with a silly straw, of course. Drinks sure. are on you. Yeah. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Politics, the first ever conservative pop culture show. It launched in 2019. We call our little family the cute conservatives. Everyone is welcome to join. Just subscribe and thumbs up this video. We are starting off with my assessment of the Harry and Meghan Netflix documentary, what a disastrous decision this was. Then, Celine Dion got diagnosed with a very rare and sad disease. I found out that this skincare product that I love for my face, Kourtney Kardashian uses it all over her entire body because it's that good. It appears that Taylor Swift may be planning a 180 with her career after this tour. And I'll answer your questions sent to me for pop quiz, including how I feel about Candace Owens' viral comments on Botox and fillers. Here's me getting the news that my husband might pass. I just have to ask, did any of you waste your precious weekend hours watching The Insufferables on Netflix? Oh, sorry, I meant The Markles, you know, since she wears the pants. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm referring to Prince Harry and Meghan's new documentary on Netflix. It's actually comical at this point that Meghan thinks doing something like this documentary is going to make the public change their mind about them. If anything, this documentary solidified for me exactly what her true personality is. One that is bullying and narcissistic, mocking his family, his dead grandmother, the queen, thinking it's hilarious. She has no respect for Harry and he comes off as the biggest beta soy boy baby back bitch I've ever seen. A weak man. I swear these people are so self-absorbed. They talk about their life as if they've both just been diagnosed with a terminal illness. Except the illness is self-induced fame and the side effect is a nice life in Montecito. So far, they said nothing new. They are so boring. They need to go on like The Amazing Race or Survivor. Now I would live to see them on Survivor only because you couldn't keep up with the fake charade in those conditions for long. I don't know when they'll become self-aware at this point when they're cast on an episode of Celebrity Marriage Boot Camp. I still don't think they'll realize how irrelevant they are. There wasn't really anything different shared in this documentary than what was shared in their sit-down interview with Oprah a few years back. They told the same insensitive stories likening Meghan to Princess Diana who she will never be. Megan told that dumbass story about writing a letter to a dish soap brand about women's rights or whatever as a kid for the 1800th time. Harry comes off as a total cuck, and I believe he's going to really regret one day ditching his duties to his family and country. I really do. He lost everything marrying her, including his self-respect and dignity. She knows I think she's a moron. I don't have to say it. And can I just say, the only juicy moment in the documentary was when it was revealed that in one of their first texts with one another, Prince Harry literally typed, what you doing tomorrow night? We're not exchanging Snapchats over the age of 20, number one, and we're certainly not responding to a text as lame as what you doing? Even if they're a royal, everyone's bar is on the floor for real. Where are your standards? 
Look at it. Friendly reminder that if you have a cute servative in your life that you need to find a Christmas gift for, Poplitics and the Spillover merch is available on TPUSAMerch.com. There are sticker packs available if you just want something small or if you're really looking to go big or go home. We have a few sweatshirts left in stock in each size of our two newest merch items. Once those run out, they will not come back. That's on TPUSAMerch.com. I told producer Valentina yesterday, I go, Oh my gosh, Celine Dion was diagnosed with a rare disease. It's so sad. She was like, what is it? And I go, she's going to eventually turn into a statue. It's called stiff person's disease. And she was like, okay, Alex. Like she thought it was one of my Alex jokes. It sounds totally fake, but it is actually real and so sad. Celine Dion is one of the first artists I ever truly loved. I listened to her Let's Talk About Love CD for months and months when I was six years old. I put that on in the car with my mom every time we were in the van. We had a little van. I sang Treat Her Like a Lady with my squeaky kid voice like I meant it. You wanna treat her like a lady? And to imagine Celine being trapped in her own body and not being able to move or sing is one of the saddest things I've ever heard. Hello, everyone. I'm sorry it's taken me so long to reach out to you. I miss you all so much. And I can't wait to be on stage talking to you in person. As you know, I've always been an open book. And I wasn't ready to say anything before. But I'm ready now. I've been dealing with problems with my health for a long time. And it's been really difficult for me to face these challenges and to talk about everything that I've been going through. Recently, I've been diagnosed with a very rare neurological disorder called stiff person syndrome, which affects something like one in a million people. While we're still learning about this rare condition, we now know this is what's been causing all of the spasms that I've been having. Unfortunately, these spasms affect every aspect of my daily life, sometimes causing difficulties when I walk and not allowing me to use my vocal cords to sing the way I'm used to. It hurts me to tell you today this means I won't be ready to restart my tour in Europe in February. I have a great team of doctors working alongside me to help me get better. And my precious children who are supporting me and giving me hope.
I'm working hard with my sports medicine therapist every day to build back my strength and my ability to perform again. But I have to admit, it's been a struggle. All I know is singing. It's what I've done all my life. And it's what I love to do the most. I miss you so much. I miss seeing all of you being on the stage, performing for you. I always give 100% when I do my shows. But my condition is not allowing me to give you that right now. For me to reach you again, I have no choice but to concentrate on my health at this moment. And I have hope that I'm on the road to recovery. This is my focus and I'm doing everything that I can to recuperate. I want to thank you so much for your encouraging wishes of love and support on my social media. This means a lot to me. Take care of yourselves. Be well. I love you guys so much. And I really hope I can see you again real soon. If you follow me on my personal Instagram, at RealAlexClark, you've seen me talk a lot the last two years about Nimi skincare and it being conservative-owned and fantastic skincare products. I go through those so fast because I probably use too much. They're so good, especially the moisturizer. By the way, if you are interested in trying Nimi, you can get 10% off with code AlexClark, but I am a skincare person. So yes, I'm using Nimi, but I also use other products too. One of them being the Clarins Double Serum. I use Nimi's brightening or hydrating toner depending on the day. Sometimes I feel like my skin's more dry, it needs a little brightening, so then I'll choose. And then after I use that toner, I put on my Clarins Double Serum and then I tuck it all in in a little skincare bed with my Nimi Hydrating Moisturizer. Well, this all sounds like an ad. It's really not supposed to be. Page Six found out that Kourtney Kardashian loves the Clarins Double Serum so much and thinks that it works so well that she actually buys it and puts it on her entire body. Now, that floored me, not only because the serum is pricey at $90 a bottle, but also because I now know I am not imagining things and that my skincare routine really is giving me the best skin of my life. 
if Kourtney Kardashian is using the entire product on her whole body, it really is the you know what. Maybe Clarence is gonna make like a body version of their double serum after this. If you can afford it, I am telling you, it really is the best serum I've ever used. This is like my third or fourth bottle of the stuff. Now you can try Nini with Code Alex Clark and tell someone who loves you to get you the double serum from Clarence for Christmas. Invest in your face, okay? Because you only get one. I don't like your face. Hmm. Taylor Swift is truly at the top of her game. Recently, she started to build up quite the reputation for being a successful music video director. I mean, all too well, the short film, just give it an Oscar already, okay? Well, now Little Miss Americana has written a movie and Searchlight Pictures, the big movie studio, is producing it. But there are literally like no details about it. It's very secretive. And I'm excited to see what kind of story she wrote. Funnily enough, just the other day in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Taylor Swift said that if she could switch places with anyone, it would be with Guillermo del Toro. She said, imagine having that imagination, that visual vocabulary and that astonishing body of work to have such a diverse storytelling range, but somehow put your distinctive artistic fingerprint on every film. He's the brain, if you don't know, behind movies like Pan's Labyrinth and The Shape of Water, which also, fun fact, was produced by Searchlight. I remember when The Shape of Water came out. I was on a flight. I can't remember where I was flying to. It had just come out. My plane had it available as a movie. I watched that thinking like, what the heck is this? A woman falls in love with a fish. Like, this is gonna be the stupidest thing. I was watching it like ironically, like I'm gonna make fun of this. Blown away, I was like, this is phenomenal cinema. So now I have to think, Will Taylor's script be fantasy or are we thinking that she'll try to put her spin on like a rom-com or has she just been taking notes from Joe Alwyn's artsy drama movies and also she's obviously going to cast him in whatever she's writing, right? I just hope her script writing is better than her acting. I love you, Taylor, but uh, she is really not a good actress. Tell me what kind of movie you think she wrote in the comments. All right, now for the juicy part. You can send me a question to answer every week by clicking the link in the Poplitics bio on Instagram. This is Pop Quiz. Ava from Texas asked, what are your thoughts on Candace Owens' takes on women getting fillers, et cetera, and men not finding it attractive? It made me roll my eyes hard because she asked men, do you like when women get this stuff done or prefer them all natural? Well, what do you think they're going to say? Men will say all natural every single one, every time. Now, eight out of 10 men are going to prefer you with a pretty no makeup makeup look. Now, women know what a no makeup makeup look is, okay? That's what they actually prefer. They don't actually prefer you with zero makeup on. Very, very few of us actually look no different with no makeup on, period. Men have no idea what they're looking at. Sure, there are some women who overdo it on things like lip fillers or whatever, but the majority of women who get a little bit of Botox to prevent fine lines, a man would never ever even know unless she told him. Now, I get a little bit of Botox to prevent aging. Do I seem like I have no expression on my face? No, I can move my face around like crazy. I do it every day. I have a little bit of lip filler also, but that's it. And if I didn't post that I got this stuff and talk about it, guys or women would not know the difference. I'm telling you that right now because every single time I post, when I get lip fillers, you know what messages I get? I get messages from people going, you don't need this, you look better before. The gag is on you because you've only known me since I've been posting on social media as someone who's gotten it. So you just, in your mind, see me getting an injection. You're like, you look better before. You can't even tell the difference. It's like it's frozen or something. Oh, this. I got a Botox injection today. 
Gracie from Virginia wants to know, Alex, what are your top dating app tips for men and women, and what are some red flags to look out for besides obvious things like being liberal, having pronouns, whatever? Red flags to look for, I'll just, I'll just answer that part of the question. Red flags to look for as women. Um, all his pictures are in a group of guys, so you don't even know which one he is. He's clearly the ugly one or the short one. He's trying to hide it, so that's an automatic swipe left for me. If his opening line to you is something lame, like, what's up? It's an automatic swipe left, like, zero effort. If he has middle fingers up in all of his pics, it's a swipe left. Do you believe in soulmates? Faith from Illinois wrote in, why don't you do video versions of every single spillover episode like you do with politics? Faith! I'm gonna give you a little grace and have a little faith in you and assume maybe you're new around here so you don't know, but we do have a video version of the spillover. Every spillover episode is filmed and recorded and then uploaded to the Politics YouTube for you to watch. The only time we haven't done this is for my interview with NT because he's anonymous and I do know that we have to do that unfortunately with the last interview coming out this month because something happened with the footage, it got all jacked up while we were filming so you can't see it, it's messed up. Otherwise, I have a nose scratch. Otherwise, if you subscribe to Politics on YouTube, the spillover interviews are posted here as well, promptly at midnight Eastern on Fridays. And I got one question for you. Faith. Chew doing. Winnie from Oregon asked, in 2022, is it still admirable for a man to ask a woman's father for his blessing to marry her? Yes. I would be extremely put off if a guy did not do this for me. Requesting permission to come on board, sir. If you thought of a question for me during that, or maybe you just want advice on something in your personal life, submit it through the link on the Politics Instagram bio, and maybe I'll answer it next Monday. That would be lovely. My latest episode of The Spillover with Black conservative fashion influencers Rach Moon and Ruthie Ridley is out anywhere you get your podcast. I asked them about what fashion influencers have been saying to each other behind the scenes about Balenciaga and how they, in particular my guests, were treated by white influencers during the George Floyd stuff of 2020. It's very juicy. I would love to know in the comments what your prediction is for Meghan and Harry's future. Will they stay together forever? Is this documentary going to make them beloved superstars in the eyes of Americans? Is Harry gonna regret everything and run back to the royals for tea and crumpets? Or is it the final nail in the coffin for their reputations? Also, do you think that men can actually tell if women have had Botox or not? Because I don't. Subscribe to this channel, please. Thumbs up the episode. This week is our last week of politics episodes of the year because then we have America Fest and then we're off for Christmas and New Year's. So enjoy every episode this week. And don't worry, we will have a new episode of The Spillover every week at the same time, despite the holidays for the rest of the month. So you will still get those. We're back tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. It's pop culture without the propaganda every single day. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Politics. Hopefully you found the conservatee scalding today. Don't forget if you want to get the full Politics experience to follow us on Instagram at Politics, where you can see all the fun clips. You can find me on Instagram too, at Real Alex Clark. Love you, mean it. Bye.